Hey, thanks for joining us this week here at New Love in Christ Church. We are so excited you decided to join us. We believe God has something special in store. If you would like to connect with us, you can visit us on our website at newlovecc.org or here at the church building in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, every Sunday at 1030 a.m. for our contemporary service. We are so thankful that you joined us. We hope God blesses you and have a great day. Well, it's great to be with you again this week and uh, we're looking at a series. Uh, we've been going through a, a series that uh, reflects on the men of Issachar who knew what to do because they understood the times that they were living in. And we're looking at trying to understand our times, what we're going through. And uh, I just invite you to bow with me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, we need the insight that only you can grant. We pray, Holy Spirit, that uh, you'd speak to us and help us to understand our times. We pray for wisdom and insight, for discernment and direction from you, that we might know how to, how to react, how to respond, that we might know what to do in the times that we're living in. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've touched on the, the scriptures that... Uh, told us to look around. We need to look around at the culture and the society we're living in and see what's going on. And we also are told in the scriptures to look inside uh, from God's perspective, from the perspective of his word. And we need to look through the lens of scripture at the world around us. And we've been trying to do that in different areas. We looked at uh, God's laws and the lawlessness that we see breaking out in the society around us and uh, the fact that we need to understand what God's laws and principles and precepts are. And then we saw that what God expects from government. Uh, he looks to the civil government to uh, restrain lawlessness. It's one of the main functions of government to hold down crime for the good of, of everyone in society. And uh, last week we uh, concluded that God calls us to good works and we want to recognize that sometimes influencing government for good is uh, something we can do to love our neighbor and express uh, the love of God because good and bad governments make a tremendous difference in the lives of people. The laws that they pass, the things that they enforce are important and Paul urged us to just be in prayer for lift those who are in positions of authority, kings and all those in authority. He said, you pray for them, bring petitions before the Lord, intercede for them, even give thanks for all people, that we may live a peaceful and uh, quiet life. And so Christians need to be supporting uh, leaders who represent uh, the moral values of, of God. We want to influence government for good through the ways we vote to try to uphold uh, good laws and to bless all citizens. And the Bible uh, says that God's ways, God's path, His laws, and His word need to be the foundation for all of uh, our laws. He wants to bring justice and peace and blessing to the citizens of every nation. So today, we're going to change subjects and look at something else in the world around us, God and education. We want to understand the unique time we're living in. Uh, we must understand what's been happening in education in America, in our uh, nation, uh, what has happened and what's in the process of, of developing in education. 
So we're uh, praying that God will uh, today help us to, to recognize uh, how God relates uh, to education. Education is in the news, and uh, we're wondering whether the schools are going to open, how they're going to open, whether the colleges are going to open up, and, and we hear that again and again because education is so important and so central uh, to the lives of our children and young people, and there's so many things that it's important for them to learn, and we're hoping that they can get back to school. The typical parent is very concerned over the education of their children, but, you know, the typical parent today is in one sense, least concerned about the education that God is most concerned about. I say the typical average parent is least concerned about the aspect of education that God is most concerned about. We're recognizing that they need to learn to read, to write, to use devices, to uh, learn about sports, and to learn something ultimately that can generate uh, income and become a career for them when they get into the college years. But God's primary concern is theological education. Now that's a big word we don't use very often, but God is concerned uh, not just about biology and sociology, but about theology. And the theology, you understand, is the study of God. Ology is the study of uh, the biological world around us, the study of sociology and how we interact. So ology is the study of something, and, and theology is the study of God. And God is most concerned that uh, we understand our relationship to Him, that we understand the nature of the personality of God, who he is, that we understand religious truth that he's revealed, sacred truth, spiritual truth that he has revealed. But we have uh, seen the results of a society that is more and more secular. What do I mean by that? Well, there's the secular versus the sacred. There's the secular that means pertaining to this temporal world, the temporary world that we're a part of, the, the physical world around us from day to day, rather than and opposed to the spiritual world. Now, it used to be that we tried to combine those in our education here, particularly in America, but we've become more and more secular over the years. Secularism is the view that the present should predominate over any religious considerations. Both in civil affairs, the world of, of government and organizational life, and, and in public education. And so public education in America has become increasingly secular. That is, uh, not res recognizing any place for the sacred, uh, for the things of God, about the religious and the spiritual nature of life. To secularize is to cause or uh, to draw away from a religious orientation. And we've seen that happen in uh, tremendous ways in America. You know, almost every college was originally founded by one church or denomination or another, and now almost all have become totally secular. They've drifted from those spiritual foundations. God's primary concern, though, is the theological education. 
of our children and our young people. I ask you to turn, if you've got your Bible, to Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, verse 4 to 9. We read there, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. That's the starting point. God wants us to love him. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. God says internalize these things. Impress them on your children. Impress them on your children. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road. That's what they did in those days. They didn't hop in a car. They walked to where they were going. And they had time to converse and talk as a family. And so God said, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you go to bed at night, when you get up in the morning, in the course of everyday life and all that you're doing, he says, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So God assumed that those parents in ancient Israel would teach their children to read, to write, to know what God had said, and that they would talk about these things and impress them, impress a theological education on their children. Theos, meaning God, ology, talking about God. And, and so God says that is the primary and the most important and critical education that your children can get. Now, they need to learn to read and write. They need to learn many things in life. But God says in his word that this is the starting point. This is central. This is critical to the spiritual well-being and the long-term good of your children. They need to learn to love me, God says. They need to learn what I've said, what I've revealed, the commands that I've given, the, the precepts that will bring blessing and long life to them. The Bible says, in fact, that God is our most important teacher. Children are tremendously influenced not only by their parents as teachers, but by those in the public education system, all the way up through the uh, college education system, they are impressed and they tend to adopt the opinions of those who teach them. Well, Psalm 119, verse 9 to 16, uh, says that uh, we, we need to praise the Lord. Praise be to you, O Lord, in verse 12 of Psalm 119. Teach me. Your decrees, O oh God, all the laws that come from your mouth, I will not neglect your word. So this is essential learning that we need to have. Verse 33 in that same 119th Psalm says, Teach me, O oh Lord, to follow your decrees. Then I will keep them to the end. It's important that we live by God's laws throughout our lives. That we don't forget what he said, what he teaches us. Proverbs, likewise, says in, in the beginning of Proverbs, chapter 1, uh, second part of verse 4, these are proverbs for giving knowledge and discretion to the young. Giving knowledge and discretion to the young so that they're wise, so that they understand what God's conveyed. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. It's important to learn, to have continuing education, to grow in the knowledge of God. Let the discerning get guidance. And so Solomon uh, says at the 
beginning and the outset of Proverbs. This is so you continue to grow in the knowledge of God and so you learn and understand the ways of God. In fact, it says God is our most important teacher. The psalmist says, teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees. Teach me, O Lord, the idea that God teaches us, that he wants to convey his truth to us and, and help us to, to know him better, to know what will bring uh, blessing in our lives. Now, this, obviously, is not foremost in most parents' mind today, minds today, even those who are churchgoers. It's kind of a tack-on, an add-on. They want to make sure that their children learn the important things, that they learn about sports and the, the rules and the things that they need to know for whatever sports they're participating in. They want to make sure that they learn all these things that are important in our society, but often they give very short shrift to the importance of learning what God says is most important. Learning about God. Learning from God's revealed word in the, in the scriptures. Learning about Jesus, the Son of God. Learning these things is so critical. In fact, God makes it clear that if you don't do this, all the rest can be lost. You see, you can have people who are highly educated, but highly immoral, people who know all sorts of important things. They can Google it, they can ask Siri, they can learn all of these things, but uh, if they don't know and learn the things of God and have that in their life, in their heart, in their mind, protecting them from sin and its allure and the, the uh, just temptations that surround them, all that they learn in the secular world can be for nothing. The Bible makes it clear that uh, secularized education has created generations that are ignorant of God. In these recent generations, people are virtually ignorant of God and what He teaches, God as a teacher, and the history not only of our nation, but of, of course, the world and, and God's people down through the, the uh, millennia. It's so sad that those who are in secular education today, in, in uh, our public education system, in our secular colleges, they have been, in many ways, taught to reject key things. They go off to college, and, and uh, many who have believed and followed things of God, are taught there that uh, you're really stupid. You're really ignorant if you believe those things anymore, and you need to come along with us, and you need to understand that you don't need to believe any of, of those things. They're there for a bygone generation. Well, it's not surprising that parents again and again uh, discover that uh, children that they thought believed certain things have have grown to reject them, and, and they've been taught to reject at every level in public education and uh, to one degree or another uh, these things. They've been taught to reject the Christian history and foundations of our nation. That's something that uh, has been lost in our modern generations. 
because they, they learn in many respects to reject the Christian history and the foundation of our nation. It's just left out of the textbooks, left out of the history books, or, or touched on so lightly that it's not even understood that this is where this unique society of freedom came from. They're not taught that our founders believed all men or all persons are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator uh, with certain unalienable rights. They're created. All human beings are created. They understood they're created by God. And they're endowed by God, by their creator, with certain unalienable rights. And those rights go deeper than the rights any government would, would grant. When you uh, begin to reject the idea of a creator, of course, all of that, that history that's essential to the understanding and foundation of our nation is, is lost. They're also taught, to one degree or another, that Judeo-Christian values should be rejected. They should not be looked up to and held to be superior to the values of any other uh, religious standards or any aspect of, of human culture. And particularly, they are taught, all those in our secular educational system today, to reject the sexual morality taught in the Judeo-Christian uh, value system taught in the Bible specifically, reject that. All forms of sexual immorality now are fine, except possibly uh, relations to children. But that too will fall eventually. There's actually an organization working for that in the laws, and uh, all forms of sexual expression are working to be accepted just as homosexuality already has. The concept of the creator is rejected. It's rejected and those in public education are essentially taught evolution is the answer to all of your questions as to where we came from, where the world is going. It just happened. Now, that is taught not from a balanced view of here's a, a view. It's taught as if this is the only view Everybody with any intelligence, any education believes this in spite of the science that goes full tilt against evolution and some of its basic teachings like uh, these changes that come about over uh, the course of time are all through random mutations. That's where the changes come from and that's where they start. When in fact, DNA has been discovered to be so complex that the idea that any random mutation would improve uh, the sequence in DNA is rejected by many scientists as they look at it. They say that this just isn't an explanation. But that hasn't found its way into our public education system yet. And your young people will not be told. Many scientists are saying, Everything at every level is so much more complex than we ever dreamed generations ago when we, the idea of evolution was proposed as the explanation for all the complexity that we see in life forms around us. Now, there are many, many scientists who are saying, 
essentially, there has to be a, an intelligent designer. There has to be a divine power and presence. There has to be some tremendous mind behind what we're seeing as we look in every direction from telescopes into the outer space around us and the vast universes and into the electron microscopes as we see the sequence of, of DNA and begin to understand that. Those in public education are not given the other side of what's happening in science. They're taught to reject the idea that human life was made by a creator and that human life is sanctity, sanctified, it's sacred. Uh, they are taught to reject the sanctity of human life that's made in the image of God, as the Bible teaches, taught to reject that, and, and so abortion is fine. Why? Human life is no different than any other life. It's not that important. It's not critical. And so abortion has become a, a uh, touchstone, if you will, a litmus test for those who are engaged, enlightened, and understanding that this is where we are in the modern world. You've got to be supportive of that or we'll reject you. People experience it again and again in our cancel culture that says if you don't believe the way we tell you to believe, the way the majority believe, the way the educated believe in our society today, we will mock you, we will reject you in any way we can. Another thing that is rejected is biological reality in today's uh, day and, and culture in the education system. The biological truth about human nature itself is, is rejected. Gay marriage rejects biological reality, but now it's been institutionalized in, in law and in what is taught in our educational system. We live in a world where uh, we say there's no difference between men and women and homosexuality is natural and on and on. Now we've come to the point where the transgender uh, movement has invaded our schools, our educational system, and is uh, communicated in every way that it can be, uh, not just to college age students who are at least nearing adulthood, but into the elementary school across America. Uh, this little booklet uh, called A Parent's Guide to the Transgender Movement in Education says your child's first exposure to the transgender issue may come through the school's sex education curriculum, which may have an innocent sounding name such as family life and human development. Even very young children are being exposed to concepts such as sexual orientation and gender identity using tools like a cartoon character known as the gender unicorn. A little purple unicorn that's too small for you to see, but he's standing next to gender identity, gender expression and uh, presentation, sex assigned at birth, sexual attraction too, and he's got in his mind a little rainbow and has two hearts overlapping on this gender unicorn, obviously designed to communicate to children at the earliest levels that this is fine, this is wonderful, and 
the biblical truth about human nature is rejected, biological reality itself is rejected increasingly at many levels in our, our world and our culture today. Finally, the fact is that in secularized education, biblical truth itself is rejected. The biblical truth about human nature, what humans are like, that they're fallen, that they're sinful, that they need forgiveness, that we need a savior, that the problem at the heart of human nature is, is a, a basic reality. The Bible teaches that we're fallen, that we're broken, that we need to be fixed, that we need to be forgiven, that we need Jesus Christ to, to uh, save us and change us. So we who are Christ followers, we need to resist the lies and the deceptions of our day because we're surrounded by that. We need to stand for God's truth. We need to promote the, the training and instruction of the Lord that uh, Paul refers to in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, uh, verses 1 to 4. Here he's speaking to parents. And again, parents are primarily responsible for what they teach their children, what they learn about God, what they learn about the truth and about the Bible. Uh, we need to take that responsibility very seriously. We need to understand our times and what's going on in our educational system in order to know what to do to have discernment and wisdom. Paul says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Children have to be taught that uh, by parents. For this is right, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And so God gives this command. We need to convey that command to children. And then he says, fathers, in verse 4, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord or training and instruction of the Lord. Paul says this is important. The Holy Spirit inspired him to write this and we need to take it seriously. And Peter uh, says this in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. He says, do not be carried away with the error of lawless people. We learned earlier that Lawlessness is one of the definitions of sin in the Bible, and we're seeing it again and again, breaking God's laws, rejecting God's laws. Peter says, don't be carried away by the error of lawless people who are rejecting the laws of God. He says, but continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Continue to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We as believers as christians as followers of jesus we need to be growing we need to be in a program of continuing education all through our lives and the holy spirit will help us continue to grow we need discernment we need to recognize what's happened in education in public education in our our nation over the years so that we can respond and protect and acknowledge and recognize what God wants us to convey and be sure to transmit and teach our young people. Well, I'd invite you to, to just bow with me for a moment. Heavenly Father, we pray for discernment for our teachers, for those in the teaching profession. Lord, we pray for uh, spiritual protection 
for our young people, for our students of, of every age. We pray, Lord, for our, our educational system, and we thank you, uh, Lord, that uh, we have many who offer options uh, where people are taught clearly, but Lord, uh, the bulk of our, our young people are going to be in that public education system, so we pray that you would help us to, to convey spiritual truth so clearly uh, that we can enable them uh, to recognize falsehood and to respond, Lord, uh, according to your word, uh, to live and to be committed to your ways and the spiritual knowledge and truth that you reveal. Heavenly Father, we ask, uh, Lord, that uh, you would help all of us who are in a position to understand our times and, and to be part of the education and the educational decisions uh, that are so important to our children and young people. Lord, help us in that by your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Well, next week, uh, we're going to uh, try to understand our times at another level and to know what to do in regard to the racial issues that are facing our nation and that have been part of our past and that are certainly a, a part of uh, our present and the, the discussions and, and uh, many uh, things that are happening that are frightening and and that we need to deal with. So next week, the, the message will be Jesus and racism, and we'll try to look at what our Savior has to say, what he conveys to us, and how he can help us uh, to respond the way he would want us to, uh, to these uh, racial issues that are a part of our society and culture. I hope you'll be with us again next week. Goodbye for now, and God bless you.